1: word season 9 episode 32 we on episode 32 of the ninth season we keep going and going and going and believe it or not the calendar is backed up up until the next year shout out to everybody that support and shout out to everybody that want to be the guest on the real word unfortunately I only do the show once a week so I can't really schedule all you guys I know it's the the mailbox is backed up guys But I can only going do a interview once a week so Bear with me, sometimes I could do two at a time, but we backed up until next year. So thank you for supporting us from here until now. We have the Turkey Drive going down this Sunday at Flatbush Junction. Shout out to everybody for supporting. Shout out to our corporate sponsor. Shout out to all the people that has helped us to get this far. thus far. Shout out to all the people that's been donating. If you wanna donate, that's dollar sign, the real word, Inc. That's dollar sign, the real word, Inc. To donate on cash app or you could donate at paypal on the real world giving fund or you could go to gofundme.com backslash the real world ministries inc or you could go to paypal the real world ministries inc or just google us the real Word ministries inc.org um i'm here with a special guest introduce yourself sir
0: what's up man what's up man david Masano, just coming on happy to be here man like i said yeah i was definitely backed up for a while happy to be on
1: yeah David, Davis. So David tell us about yourself and tell us why you wanted to come on.
0: Yeah man so my biggest reason for getting on podcast is I want to share my story. I think I definitely have a unique mindset and a unique life that I went through and I think it's special and a lot of people have gone through it. And I just want to share that story to not only give hope but inspiration to everyone. Um, I came from a family of 18 mm-hmm. uh, brothers and sisters. Same mom and dad. It was a it was a big family to be raised in, but we were raised poor, um, and I think that gave a lot of strong points to me in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, at the age of 16, I left home. Didn't really have anything going on. I was into the into that vices life, drinking, smoking. Didn't have anything going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Just wanted that fast life, and I knew I was I knew I was meant for better and for me i wanted to really show myself that i could be better and at age 16 i left home i got went out to vegas on my own i moved in with a sister and but it was technically it was on my own i I rarely seen her i was always doing my own thing and it was a hard time man Uh, especially just going out on your own away from everyone that you know but it taught me a lot of lessons and from there i went into school finished school straight a student after being a total failure in Mm -hmm. ninth grade uh, went into a straight A student graduated high school with an honorable uh, diploma and that was a big thing for me went out after school. Wanted to go to college Mm -hmm. uh, and went didn't really like it wasn't my thing. I was just not into it. Um, I had started my fitness journey already. And with that fitness journey, I got super enthusiastic about fitness. And when I moved into uh, college, I started to not really like it. I didn't know what I was going for. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So instead of doing that and staying where I didn't like to be, mm-hmm. I chose to go into focusing on my passion. I wanted something hard. Um, to take that to a next level, I wanted to join the Marine Corps. So mm-hmm. I quit school, joined the Marine Corps, uh, served in the military for about a year. Uh, got kicked out of the military after a year. For what? And, and yeah.
1: Why would you get kicked out?
0: So for me, I got kicked out, it was a, it was a medical discharge. Um, a little bit of an incident happened when I was in, um, towards the end, I could no longer stay in just because of medical medical reasons. Mm. Um, but in other words, to, to really say why it happened, it was more so I, I wasn't getting my way, I wanted to really be, I love the Marine Corps, I really loved it, it was fun, it was hard, and I think that's what I enjoyed most about it. Um, the Marine Corps wasn't an easy thing for anyone. But for me, I didn't want to just be another number. So when I chose to go in, I knew that I wanted to go into Special Forces. Mm-hmm. But when I wasn't really accommodated to go train and be into start training for the Special Forces training, uh, it started to get on my nerves. I started not caring about the military. Um, when they started to pick up on that, they started to, basically, they threw me into a mental asylum. As soon as I got out of there, they, they gave me the boot. Um, so it's it was a medical leave in their eyes, and that's how I say it. But that was the technical story that happened.
1: Hmm. Well, I heard a story similar to someone else that I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, dude, it, it happens a lot, especially in the military. It, it happens a lot to everyone. But
1: hmm. well, then you still get a check, though.
0: Nah, they, they do it on purpose. What you mean? They do that so they don't have to pay you that check. Oh, wow. Yeah, cause for the medical medical discharge, there's two different ways you can get it. So you're either getting an other than honorable discharge, which is the way that I got it, and I left and didn't have nothing. Uh, the other one is an honorable discharge, and that was if you were uh, if you were injured in the line of duty, something crazy to where you couldn't serve anymore. Mm-hmm. Then they have to pay you for the rest of your life. Which I do have a buddy; he got that happened to him, so he's doing great for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm okay now i knew someone else
1: that got into another situation and then they they were like i guess their situation resulted in a a mental disability situation where they have to receive ongoing care and therefore they were compensated for that and received their full benefits
0: yeah yeah so yeah that's the other way that it can happen for me it just yeah they threw me into the mental asylum so they
1: if they did throw yeah. you into the mental sound, then how come you couldn't request for those benefits?
0: So it's kind of a it's a hit or miss. I chose not to go down that road. Um, there was a way for me to fight the way that it turned out. But they tell you right when you when you're getting discharged, they tell you, hey, like this is what's going to happen. All your benefits are going to get taken. Um, you're not getting anything. You're not getting any pay. No, nothing. I was only in for a year. Um, I didn't really, I mean, they did take some time out of my life, but I mean, it's the military. They, to be honest with you, the military really does not care about you.
1: Hmm. Wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy, man. It it happened. And I'm not the only person that this happens to. I'm probably the only person that really talks about it. Why? A lot of people would just say it. It's, I don't know. I think it's a big, a lot of people are scared to talk about that. Like. You try. You go and join something like the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps is one of the most biggest mean mean people that you would ever meet. I would say it's the most badass branch that you can find. Mm. Uh, and that being said, when you choose to leave, you're gonna get thrown out, out. You're gonna get thrown out and thrown under the bus by a lot of the people that you went into boot camp with. Uh, and that's one of the things that I feel like people really fear. So instead of saying how it is they're going to go ahead and say, like, hey, like, I was medically discharged for this, that, and the other, when in reality, they were discharged another for another reason. Mm. Um, and I think it's the shame that it brings to you, um, mm. not fulfilling your purpose and fulfilling the time that you signed up for. That's mm. uh, definitely a letdown. For me, it was a big hit, because after that, I lost everything. Like, I, that was the thing that I wanted to do. Um, and not not going forward with it, it was a big hit, not only to me, but I just lost everything after that I really lost my life I lost who I was I didn't have a purpose to drive anymore um, until I really kind of dug deep and found that again and what so for me it was I like I said I always loved fitness and that was the when I got discharged from the military it was it was hard man I lost like I said I lost everything I lost my house I lost my all my friends I lost some close family members that disagreed with what happened. Um, and just everything just went south. So I had to move from where I was at, which were was you LA. part of
1: a military family?
0: No, I was the only one to join. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was the first one or I was the second one to join the other one, uh, joined and he, same thing happened to him before. Mm-hmm. So for it to happen two times in a row is like, man, this, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, but going in, after I, after I left, yeah, I lost everything, had to move back home. And then as I got back home, I didn't really have anything to come, uh, look forward to. I was stuck, didn't have no purpose. I just got kicked out of the best branch that I ever wanted to be in. I had an awesome job. I had something to drive to. And it was fun. Every day was fun. You had a brotherhood that was unlike any other. Um, and leaving that and going back into the civilian world, it's just totally different, it's a different mentality. Mm-hmm. You go from every day having your day planned out before you even wake up knowing exactly what you're gonna do to going to a normal life where nothing's planned out. You don't have somebody telling you or a plan to, you kinda have to create everything on your own where you don't have somebody to tell you where, what time to eat what time to wake up, what to do, when to do it. Mm. There's none of that. Um, And it's simple stuff, but going from military to, I say, well, a lot of people think it's going from a very structured um, lifestyle to a very chaotic lifestyle, because you go from everything's being laid out in front of you Mm. to, man, there's no schedule. Like, I can do whatever I want. And a lot of military people don't, they get scared by that. It it definitely, because there's no structure, there's no control, no nothing. Um, and I think that gets to a lot of people. It definitely got to me for a while.
1: Mm. And why was that? Because you couldn't find that balance or self or that self control.
0: So for me, it was more so the balance. And then I'm a big man of purpose, and that's what I teach now. Is when I lo- when I left the military, I felt like I had nothing. I was just gonna go back to school, working a nine to five. Like, why would I go from working in one of the most badass branches, doing some really cool stuff all day long, doing things that I loved, and then on top of that, serving a country that I love, and then on top of that, going, leaving that, and then going back to work at a nine to five where you're disrespected, and then on top of that, you're going to school to learn something that you don't even know if that's what you want to learn, and it's like, man, like, there's no purpose, there's nothing to wake up in the morning to, it's like, and at the time it's like, it's a very, it's a huge hit to your ego at one point. And as I grew, got out of it, it was like, it was a dark moment in my life. As I learned more about myself, I learned that it was just like, it was a big ego thing. Like you got to humble yourself. Sometimes life puts you in undetermined situations and you got to learn how to sink or swim. Mm. And for me, it was just hard learning to, to swim and I was sinking fast, but I finally figured out figured out how to get out of it. Um, I hired a a mentor by the name of Wes Watson, and he had worked with me for a long time. And just said I set up my life, the goals, what I wanted to do, got myself in the best shape that I ever got into, uh, and still I'm in the best shape that I ever am. And now I teach other people exactly how I do it hmm. um, through a simple mindset, fitness, and nutrition plan that I followed. And dedicated myself to and it. All those things that I ever thought was impossible in my life, doing it, doing it on this program, it was like everything, all that brain fog, everything went away, and now everything was very clear. Everything that I thought was impossible just became, oh, I can do that now. Like I, I feel invincible. All the I can't do that, it's too hard, this, that, and the other, just disappeared. It was a, it was a, an entire mindset shift that I had working with him
1: so tell us more about this triple v fitness
0: yeah yeah so for triple v fitness that's what we mainly mm-hmm. a conventional way i don't like to do it ways everyone else is saying um, i think fitness and nutrition is the most important thing in life mm-hmm. and i think a lot that's the main priority in their life once you become successful mm-hmm. they slowly realize that health and fitness is one of the biggest things to staying what what people say balanced and mm-hmm. happy and um vital and just having a great all-around life and if you're not doing that if you're not having nutrition and you're not having fitness in your life and you're not moving the body like it needs to be moved mm-hmm. and you're not giving the body the nutrition it needs then the mindset's just going to falter and that was the biggest thing that I went through and just being able to coach and teach people on that. Now, we're able to show them exactly what they're capable of, change their body, transform their body through a process that we take them through and through that transformation, they transform their mindset too.
1: Wow. So how long have you been working and within this scope? Like since how long have you been working under Triple V Fitness?
0: Yeah, so I started Triple V Fitness and it's been about eight months now. We're going on eight months. Mm. Um, We've been doing it. It's me and my girl. I've been doing it for eight months. She's been helping out a little bit, but this is my passion. We both want to make it a passion of ours, a full-time thing, and we want to help and change, create lives in significant ways that people have not seen before. And like I said, we like to train the unconventional way. So we don't do any of those fad diets, low carb, nothing, nothing like that. We eat for the body and we eat for the soul. And to do that, you get a customized nutrition plan based off of who you are, what you are, your lifestyle, your body, what your body actually needs. And we are able to give that to you as long as a cookbook that's customized to what you can eat. Uh, And then on top of that, we give you a movement. We don't. I mean, it's fitness, but at the same time, fitness is movement. So we give you a movement plan that's based off of what you want to do so if you're looking to go into like olympic weightlifting mm-hmm. i train you into all that like what do you need to do the different programs that you need and we have different setups so there's three different movement types of movements that we train so we have the hybrid method where you do a lot of crossfit mixed with bodybuilding mm-hmm. we have the crossfit section where we just do crossfit and then we also do bodybuilding specific. And then we also do Olympic weightlifting specific. Um, that's what we focus on is Olympic weightlifting, bodybuilding, and CrossFit. And to do that, we're able to move the body and build muscle and build that physique and body that you really want.
1: Wait. So let's just say someone lived in New York. How would, how would the plan work with for them?
0: Yeah. So our plan is all online. Everything started on the online business. And, I mean, that's where we're moving now. Um, we found a platform that we use. Um, I have my own personalized platform that I created. And I use that to train all my people, all my clients. So we actually have somebody that's all the way in Afghan right now that we're training. We have two people out there right now. Uh, we have a few people. We have one person in Hawaii. We train people all around. Um, everything is based off of we talk once in a week. We have a check-in call um, where I'm going to go over what the plan is before even all that even starts we do an onboarding call where we go over exactly what the plan is what your goal is the obstacles you go meet up against and then how we're going to overcome those and get to the goals that you want and the time frame that we have to do it Um, we go over your plans and this is all over a zoom call and then after the zoom call we i throw all the workouts that you need i put them in there into the app the app will tell you exact, and notifies you every day, you just click on the app, it takes you through videos, and then it'll give you exact rep and set schemes. And I'll give you that. The nutrition plan, same way, we have a way for you to track your food and track the amounts that you eat. But most of all, we don't that's just the process.
1: But you're not working out thing, on Zoom though, right? Like you're not doing no, <laughs> like not the not classes enough. on Zoom. You're no, not doing. Any <laughs> Why of not? Why I do in person <laughs>
0: training too. In person training is a whole different is, is a whole different thing. Okay, okay. Uh, but at, online everything is done on your side. But we have personalized videos for every single movement. So if you don't know how to do a movement, for every movement that we give to you in your workout, there's a video showing you exactly how to do it.
1: But how do so you know if they're actually doing the workouts though? Like, how do you know if it's actually working for them if you can't see them and you're not there with them and you're not even on the video with them working out? Like, you know?
0: Yeah. So that that's a good question. Results is, is the biggest way, the biggest metric we have. Mm. Um, if you're not seeing results, you're not you're obviously not putting in the work. We have so many clients that we've worked with, and we've seen massive results. I mean, I was the first guy that did it, and I proved that my method works on me. I then had my girl do it. She lost 20 pounds in two months. Oh, man, don't say
1: that too loud. She might get mad.
0: (laughs) I lost 5% body fat in a month i had a lot of other people i'm working with the woman right now she just lost her first 20 pounds in a month and a half mm. um the method works there's a science behind the way i train
1: do they send um, you pictures and videos
0: yes so for the actual way that we do it so they'll do the workout i see that they did the workout they'll go market complete and i see that oh like they did it now the only way that if we really know if they did the workout is if we see the picture so they see everywhere We always, you know, you say you're making a lot of money. You got to show me receipts, right? Mm. So same thing with fitness. You really getting results? We're gonna need to see those pictures. Mm. So every week we ha- I have them post their pictures every week. Um, I have a lot of clients that see results really quickly. On Instagram? I that, no, I. This is all over my personalized app. Okay. Okay. I do have an Instagram now with all my uh, with all the pictures and all the client wins. Oh, so you got um,
1: all the pictures of all the girls then?
0: Yeah. Everyone's going to have a picture of their transformation. Yeah, not if you, if you have a transformation. I mean, there's no reason to post you because I mean, you're not you're not putting in the work. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things. I mean, if that's one of the key things. If, if you want to get on the page, then let, let's put in some work. And that's the key factor. We give them the blueprint. Mm. But as long as you're implementing the blueprint, you'll see results. If you're not putting in the work and you're not following the blueprint, simple, simple thing is you're not going to see results. And that's the key factor for whoever sees results was actually putting in work. Whoever doesn't see results, you weren't putting in the work like you were saying you were. And it's, it's, that's the key factor. Mm. But a lot of people, a lot of people that and I mean, you got to understand, like a lot of people will sign up with you, and they won't put in the work. And that's one of the things that you just got to accept, you'll you'll continue to work with them. But that's why we charge people, because my time is worthy, just like yours is, and there's a price for my time. So if I'm going to be helping you out and you're not really going to be putting in the work with what I'm teaching you, I mean, there's going to be a price that's going to be paid.
1: So within the last eight months of you doing this, how many clients have you gotten online to train?
0: Remotely. So so far, in the last eight months, we've worked with fifteen people. Okay. Um, it's like I said, it's a small thing so far. Yeah. Uh, we have fifteen. Uh, I would say it's even more. I'd say it's closer to the twenty twenty five range. Uh, so far transformations we've had about ten transformations so far. Turn out our, 10,
1: out the, ten out the fifteen. Or ten out the, ten out the twenty five. You are saying or ten out the fifteen? Yeah,
0: ten out of the twenty five. And out of the 25, we still have a lot of new people too that we just onboarded. So they still have to go through the whole process Mm -hmm. and we take you through phases. It's not like, Hey, here's the workout. Here's the plan. Go do it. We take you step by step where you're at. So if you don't know how to, how to actually work out, we're not going to throw you in the gym to go start doing these massive workouts. And if you don't, if you've never eaten correctly, we're not going to say, hey, go start tracking your food. So what if they want to
1: talk to you guys? Like, they they call you through the app? And they talk uh, to you?
0: It's a Zoom call. We have once a week uh, Zoom calls, personal check-ins. So they'll have a one-on-one check-in with me, which I'm the nutrition and weight training coach. And Mm -hmm. then my girl is also a nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. So she also gets on calls. She works with a lot of clients getting on calls. And we'll get on a Zoom call one-on-one. And we'll talk with them and just basically go over how things are going, what did work, what didn't work, and how we can go forward and change those things. But what if they um, wanted
1: to talk to you more than once a week, then what would they do?
0: Yeah. So I mean that that's gonna that's a good question. So if they're really in in a pickle, like I work full time too outside of this. If they're really trying to to get something done and something's going wrong, or they have some drastic thing going on in their life, they have my personal phone number. And they give me a text message, and I know what it's about, and I'll immediately give them a call back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the biggest things too. Is everything is everything is personalized. You get me, and yeah, that's huh. what the difference is between me and a lot of other fitness programs. So what's your full time other... job then? So I'm a full time salesman.
1: Oh, of what? I
0: a car salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What type of cars? Sorry. I do GMC. Oh, nice. So, look, yeah, yeah. my cousin sell cars, but he works for Toyota out in Ohio. When I graduated from college, Volkswagen tried to recruit me, but they said I had to get, like, I had to do some kind of training and get some kind of license to sell the cars in my state because it's in New York. I don't know if in your state it's the same way. Is it that same way or is it different?
0: Yeah, you got to get a, uh, a salesman's license. Uh, it's not that hard. You just take a quick test online. They, mm-hmm. The DMV will send you an ID. It looks just like your driver's license, mm-hmm. and then it it's a but it's a salesman's license, mm-hmm. and it basically it's just stating that you can sell things. Okay. Um, when you yeah, and it, it's not only for cars. Any sales job you'll have to get that.
1: Okay, nice. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But I heard like with selling cars, it's like it's like seasonal. Like certain seasons you you make a lot, and certain seasons it be dry, and so it's like you make more money on. On the used cars than on the new cars is that true
0: it depends so I mean I'm a big man of mindset so it just depends on how you are with your mouthpiece man like if you can really Mm. your customer service how you are with wording things Mm -hmm. if you have horrible customer service it doesn't matter what time of the season it you're not gonna get a car sold yeah but if you're really good with customer service you can sell a car when it's slow and you can sell a car when it's really, you can sell multiple cars when it's a really good season. Mm. Um, there are slow periods of the year. I mean, coming up on the holidays, we start to get more and more sales um, and we'll start selling more and more cars, but I mean, honestly, like I hate when people say it's a slow season because I never think it's a slow season. I just think that yeah, you're not doing enough to get, to get people in and selling them. At the same time, I feel like customer service is the utmost importance, always putting the customer first.
1: So. What's the most okay? What's how long have you been selling cars? That that's the first half of the question. How long have you been selling cars for?
0: Yeah, so I've been selling cars for a couple months now. It's a, I want to say it's about four months now.
1: Oh, uh, so you've been doing the first thing longer than selling cars, then?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing the cars is a is a new thing, okay. but I've been selling for a while. I mean, selling is the same thing, man. There's no. Like when you go into a car dealership, they're not gonna teach you anything, man. You learn everything on your own. That's I right. mean, and I know you kind of just you go in there thinking like, oh, like I'm gonna learn how to sell cars or sell things. They don't teach you anything. So they what just hap- tell you?
1: So what happens if yeah. you go the entire day and you don't sell a car? Do you still get paid, or you don't make no money?
0: Yeah, you get paid. You get your hourly pay. Okay. Um, But you have to realize too that when you're getting, when you sell a car, you do get commission based off of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So the more expensive the vehicle, the more bigger, the bigger the commission, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on how much you sold the vehicle for. But you do get your hourly wage, which is like a little over minimum wage, depending on how long you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you're over, if you're there for over 10 years, you start getting paid salary. Mm -hmm. And then if you become a manager, you get more than salary. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good job. I, to be honest with you, I think sales is the best job that you can possibly do. And I recommend anyone in any type of industry, mm. if you're in construction, if you're, if you're looking to go somewhere in life, I recommend going into sales. Why? Because it teaches you a lot of skills, like how to get rejected, mm. how to deal with no's. Because one of the biggest key things with being a salesman is that a salesman job a salesman's job starts when somebody says no. As soon as somebody says no, that's when your job actually starts. Because mm. now you have to persuade them why they're making a mistake, why they should get this car, and then if you can't real, like, if you're, if you're trying to sell somebody a car mm. but don't know anything about the car, you're just like, oh, like, come in, like, we need you to come in, buy this car, it's super nice. Like, who's going to buy that type of car? But when you're enthusiastic, getting to know them, teaching them about the car, why it's better than these other brands, things like that. You start to learn things. Do you and wear a suit? Listen. Yeah, all, all the time.
1: Do you wear a suit? I love wearing
0: suits. Okay, okay. I'm a suit-time-a-guy.
1: So let me ask you a question, right? So, so far, what's the most cars you've sold thus far?
0: So, it depends. so, a good, like a good month that I've had so far, I sold about 10 cars in a month. Mm. That's That nice. was the best month for me, which is actually really, really good. That's nice. Um, for me but i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure i'll beat that pretty soon i get better and better at sales every day i put in the work so
1: so what's that's the total key. amount of cars you sold so far i
0: uh, sold about we've had a, a few dry spots so want to say about 30 35.
1: oh that's not bad and what percentage yeah. of a of a commission you make off of each car
0: off of each car it it just depends they don't really tell us the percentage you just see it in the uh see it in the paycheck
1: okay okay yeah
0: yeah i mean well, you, you just should figure your, that out what's
1: that i see you should figure that out like i'm sure for someone's sure. keeping yeah, I, that number
0: commission i want to say it's like 10 to 20 percent of the actual car mm-hmm. or of the actual sale after um the actual price of the vehicle mm-hmm. so whatever the vehicle is priced for whatever extra is on top of that, you get commission for that. Um, it might sound like a lot, but that's why I said, like it's not a lot unless it's a really expensive car.
1: So what's the most expensive car you sold?
0: Oh man, I haven't sell it sold that Like the most expensive was probably a truck. That was about 80K.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, that's yeah. up there. So off 80K, yeah, yeah. what you make, 8,000?
0: Yeah, about somewhere around there, but I mean, you have to understand taxes. You listen, taxes are forty percent of that. So whenever I make, I get taxed forty percent of that, and it goes straight to the government. Mm-hmm. So like, if I have like a fifteen thousand dollar month gross, mm-hmm. um I only make about eight thousand of that, which is not bad. Um, but at the same time, it's not fifteen k what I actually got.
1: Yeah, but it's still a good amount. It's still nice.
0: Yeah, it is. But that's why I'm saying like, you can make like, imagine that if you can learn how to sell things,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: can make amazing and like the the dealership gets some of your pay, you got to pay all this different stuff for for uh, for the business, you got to pay extra fees for your paycheck, things like that. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if you learned how to sell a high ticket, um, let's say a high valued ticket um, coaching, let's say if you're selling coaching online, mm-hmm. you learn how to do that. What if you could sell 15 of those programs a month mm. for, let's say $1,000 a month?
1: Now That's how much
0: you're selling it? For my programming? Yeah. No, no, I'm not there yet. Oh. I'm, I'm close to, I'm getting there.
1: So how much is your programming now?
0: How much is my program? It just depends. It depends on where you're at. Every person is different. We don't charge the same price for everyone. It just depends So what's the on basic?
1: Like what's the basic package?
0: So a basic package, if you're just looking for like our training, like a 12 week training program, we'll charge you 50 bucks a month. Uh, If you're looking for our one on one coaching package, it goes it varies from 300 dollars a month to uh, about 600 dollars a month.
1: What about the lady?
0: What you're looking for?
1: What about the lady in Pakistan? If I wanted her, her package, how much is that?
0: The lady's package?
1: Yeah, the lady in Pakistan.
0: Wait, say it
1: one more time? The lady in Pakistan, if I wanted her package, how much would that be?
0: So for my uh are you saying for my girls' package? <laughs> no man, what are you talking no, about? bro? <laughs> I'm like, wait, like, what is he doing?
1: <laughs> you said you had international clients, right? Oh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think you said you had with in Pakistan, you said? but what are those could yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right.
0: So it's, it's the same price It just, like I said, it's not going to be any different if you're in a different country. Um, okay, okay. Most likely, I mean, it, they're, they're going to have to learn how to come up with the money. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like I said, my time is worth a lot. So I understand, like, I only have a minimal amount of time to give to people. So if I, if I have to, I'm not going to spread myself thin to give you the very best that I can so you can get a transformation. It's going to cost you a good penny if you want all my attention. Now, if they're looking like if they need somebody to be on them every single day and like give them a phone call check-in, that's gonna be a lot of money because that's a lot of time. I mean, I qualify my time. An hour with me is gonna probably cost you around fifteen hundred dollars. And I know like that sounds like it's a lot, but I mean, at the same time, you have to know your self-worth. What what value are you giving to somebody that's worth that much? I mean, the coach that I worked with. I mean, an hour with him it costs 10k to talk with him for an hour. So, I mean, it just depends on what you what you value yourself as.
1: You a fast talker though, like you talk fast. I like you. you <laughs> a... <laughs> I'm like, okay, man, slow down. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it just, I mean,
0: honestly, it really just depends. Like, what what you're looking for. Like. Like I said, we have different packages that we sell. The very basic, it stems, like if you're just looking for a workout program, we charge 50 bucks a month to cut, and we throw you workouts every week. Uh, and it comes in every week that we'll give you new workouts every week. Okay. Uh, we usually only do it like daily. We'll throw you a workout daily so you don't see the next day, mm. um, but we give you a good estimate and explanation of how to do the workouts, videos for every workout, things like that.
1: So let me ask you a question, right? In between the the marines sales and fitness what lessons do you think you learned from all three that helped shape you as a man today
0: man that's a good dude that's a good question so i would say don't give up man i think that is the biggest thing people don't understand that it's so easy to win life is hard just grow a pair, man and just keep going like if you don't like it's it is really life is going to be really hard. No matter what level you're at, Mm. there's going to be different amounts of difficulty, but as long, I can promise you this, as long as you don't give up, you'll win, no matter how long it takes, you will win. And that's the key thing. I mean, my mentor, I'll give you one of the best stories that I heard. And this is why I chose him as my mentor. He was in prison for 10 years. Mm. um, And as soon as he got out while he was in prison, he was posting on social media oh. um and as soon as he got out he started making money within five years he's making 24 million dollars a year doing what and that's he sells coaching online high ticket coaching
1: wait is your mentor Batman Kevo?
0: no his name is wes watson <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs>
1: Him from jail. It came out and made twenty four million. That's What?
0: Yeah, dude. Like, I, I mean, it's, it just depends, and always be willing to. to
1: What's he pay. doing, scamming? No, no,
0: no, no. no. I mean, you, dude, you could check him out. He's he's a real deal, man. He's changed a lot of lives, not only like in the fitness space, but he's changed a lot of lives in the business space. No, no, Stupid no, no, no.
1: I'm saying, why was he in jail for?
0: Oh, so before before he got into coaching, he was a he was a dope dealer. Okay. um he was selling dope got caught went to jail and instead of continue doing to continue doing that um he just started changing his life through fitness started working out every day focused on his nutrition mm. got out started cut co- well he was coaching people while he was in prison too mm. uh on in the fitness industry not on the coaching basis um and then after he got out within two years he started making about 100k a little over 100k a year coaching uh, and he started getting really good money after that i think the third year he started hitting the millions and then he started the coaching side of his business and he started growing really fast um, but it just lets you know man it's not impossible like that was the lowest of the low i saw him when he was at the very beginning dude and he was just posting pictures of him in prison like man this sucks but i'm gonna still do this workout and i'm gonna still track my macros and it, like, dude, like, to see somebody to do that and then rise from the very bottom. Wait, like, where, where, where,
1: where was he selling drugs at?
0: I don't know, man. I I think he was in L.A. Oh.
1: He's a white guy or a black guy?
0: He's a white guy. But he works with a lot of big people that you might know. I, I don't know if you know um, uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony I know Tony Robbins. Yeah, he works with people like that now. I got to uh, check
1: it out. Well, what's his name yeah, you said? Joe Johnson? Wes
0: Watson. Oh, Wes, Wes
1: Watson. Wes Watson. He's an old guy or a young guy?
0: Ah, uh, he's I want to say he's in his 40s now. Wes uh, Watson. He's a super super jack guy. You'll notice him. the way he's very he's very direct. You'll know who he is when you see him.
1: You said Wes Watson.
0: Yeah, W E S W A T S O N.
1: Oh, Wes Watson. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, I'm gonna check them out. See, see what's up with that man. Okay, so give us an example of a time when you had to overcome adversity growing up. Ooh, that's a good
0: one. I think uh, suicide was a big one when I was 14. I was, I was at that, I was at that point. 14. Um, Yeah, 14. What's going on at 14? Sounds like a young age, but I mean, you go through a lot with parents separating. You not knowing where you want to go in life, but you don't want to be... I mean, I grew up in that culture where... I grew up that poor life, where you're around drugs, you're around that that fast life. You mm-hmm. just want to get high all the time, drinking, going nowhere, and I didn't want that life. Where, in L.A.? What's
1: that? In L.A.?
0: No, I was in the Bay Area of California, so it's a small town by San Francisco.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know the Bay Area. I
0: heard yeah, yeah. of the Bay Area. E40. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah, where where he, where he's from is where I'm from. Um now that was the kind of life, but I told myself I'd rather die than grow up a person like that. And hmm. I didn't what, know like exactly E40? I went through that. What's that?
1: You rather die than live a life like E forty?
0: No, than live a life like a, a druggie and, and just getting high and drunk all the time. I didn't want that. Wait, how did you get
1: into drugs like, so young though?
0: It's around you, man. At the schools, I mean, there's drug dealers in the schools, man. Like you can literally go into class, and there's just people there, just ready to sell you anything. It was and what's the teachers? I mean, there was teachers, but I mean, it's very under the table type stuff.
1: Oh, the teachers were doing drugs too? No,
0: I don't. know. I don't know if the teachers were, but I mean, it was very easy as a student to get access to them.
1: Cali, I'll say Cali and Arizona, give it up. Crazy, because those are the two states where the teachers are always having sex with the students and they're always selling drugs in the classrooms.
0: For sure.
1: (laughs) sure. Brooklyn was known for getting shot or stabbed in school. (laughs) That's what we were known for. And then they started putting metal detectors in our schools. I remember that. We used to have to go through the metal detectors in the schools. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. They still got the metal detectors in our schools.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I can do that,
1: man. Mm. Yeah, man. So, what was one of your most memorable moments from your childhood?
0: I'll say the most memorable is just growing up with such a big family. Mm. Uh, doing that, I think it was, I mean, just being around people that were genuine with me, being around family, having a big family, um, I think that was a, that was a gem in, in and of itself.
1: Are you Hispanic? No, I'm Italian. Oh. So how big is your family? Because I know Italians are big on family, right? Did you guys have, like, the big family dinners, like, in the Italian movies? There were 18
0: of
1: us. Jeez. 18 kids?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 18, brothers.
1: Hey, cut off. Now, back to you in the studio. Well... When he comes back on, I guess he'll pop back on. Maybe his battery died or whatever happened. Um, It was supposed to be somebody else that was supposed to come on, but she didn't come on. She told him how she got the link laid and all this other stuff. We'll see if she comes on. But, yeah, everybody, thank you for watching The Real World. Shout out to everybody for supporting. Shout out to everybody for watching. Shout out to everybody um, who always continues to support and continue to help us to continue moving this program along, you know, um, never would have thought that it would have gotten this far. Who would have thought that it got this far, you know, from just doing a show in my basement to growing up the show, to becoming on television, to be on multiple television stations now in multiple places and on multiple platforms. So I just want to think, you know, I'm looking at this camera, I'm supposed to be looking at this camera, but yeah, Shout out to all you guys for watching. Shout out to all you guys for supporting. Shout out to all the people that continue to be there for the real world and continue to support. Um, like I said, this Sunday going down at Flatbush Junction, we're doing the turkey drive. This will be the six year straight of us doing the turkey drive. We're trying to give it back to Flatbush. Um, earlier today, I drove down church at Nostrad. I'm like, yo, this look like a zoo. Imagine the pandemonium. So, you know, we just cooking up. Hoping that we do something special for the people. Show love and give back. Um, shout out to all the people that have been supporting this movement. Because we wouldn't be anything without you. And we just continue to move in the spirit of unity. And the spirit of love. Hoping that we continue to grow. And hoping that, you know, the real world continues to move along. And move along. And move along. And move along. Um. Oh, well, shout out to brother... Braven, Starville, man, he came through this Saturday and he came into this thing, man. Shout out to you, about the Bravens, for coming through and just doing your thing, man, your sermon, you even singing and mixing up with the preaching. I wish one day I could do that because I feel like that's a talent in itself. So, yeah, I always wanted to work on my singing, too. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> So shout out to you, brother, and shout out to all the people that came out. The place was packed; the seats were everywhere. Um, just showing the love, regardless of where we at, regardless of what building we're at, regardless of where we go, the energy is still gonna be the same, and we continue to move. I saw the other day somebody wrote something about, "Oh, you guys are cold." Cult, cult. I'm like, "Where's this cold thing coming from?" Like. I just felt like it was weird, like the real word ministries and the real word that's never been a cult, like that's something that we created organically to help the community and to speak our minds freely and invite people from different backgrounds to the platform to speak honestly about social issues themselves and the things that's going around them and going around the world. And that was what the platform was always created for, to be and always created to do. And on the other hand now... If they're referring to the Seventh-day Adventist church as a whole um, that I just happen to be a part of and preaching out of, which provide me with the platform, then I would say that that's up to their, you know, decision as an adult, which they could choose to say and could choose to do. Last time I checked, like, a cult, people don't have freedom, they're not able to leave, they're not able to go, and they're believing something that, you know, is off the walls and, you know, we're able to believe whatever we want and to read what we want and do what we want. So that's the part that trips me out, but I do know back in the days, they were a little bit more strict where the women uh, wore skirts, more so like the Jehovah's Witness, I would say more strict. no perms, no jewelry, no earrings. Things like that, but the new age they are now jocking that. <laughs> so I'll say that's that's the biggest difference within the two. But it's just negativity like one of the people that post negativity on, on the post for the Turk Drive. Like, I sent them a private message. I'm like, why? why are you saying that? Like, why are you doing that? And the person said, and the person sent me naked pictures of a white man behind. Like, I was like, what is this? Like, being real disrespectful, like moving crazy. I'm like, why are you doing all this for? And then, I don't know. But I just feel like it was a troll, like somebody else. Sometimes, you know, they'll use the artificial faces. It's almost like, those white guys that was robbing the banks but they had the mask of a black person's face i think this could be the reverse a person using a white person's face but could be a black person which you can never know you know it's the internet It was another person saying something similar so for me i'm like why is these people doing all this extra stuff like what's the sense what's the point of doing all of this so I guess that's the point that we're at right now, unfortunately. And to that other guy, you made a bet for $500. So I feel like you should honor your bet. You went into this whole conspiracy theory rant. You went into that whole rant about people, disrespecting people, putting people's names out there, putting people's personal business, talking, and saying things that you didn't have to do. And I'm not even speaking on myself. I'm talking about the people that you was gossiping on, same people that used to be with you all the time. And, you know, people that used to be next to you and this is how you behave and this is how you acting, and, and then you started saying the conspiracy that what you're preaching to be true to the point that the social media companies were after you. So then you said to post the rhetoric that you post that gave you flagged and was flagged. So I did. And then when I did, it was shown that you were just perpetrating and continue lying like you've been doing your entire career. And therefore, for that, I don't respect you. And for the fact that you didn't honor your wager as a man, that shows your character. And my brother is flawed. And when I see you, we can talk about it, man. Same way I do everybody else. Um, Yeah, man, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you all for uh, showing your support. Thank you all for coming on. Um, Congratulations to my sister. She gave birth to a um, healthy baby boy, so shout out to her. Um, shout out to all of you for supporting. Shout out to all your continued support of The Real Word. You can donate at Cash App, dollar sign, The Real Word, Inc. That's Cash App, The Real Word, Inc. That's Cash App, The Real Word, Inc. Um, facebook.com, backslash The Real Word, 7, The Real Word, 7, and number 7, like Mike Vick. Um, Instagram, at The Real Word Ministries, Inc. on Instagram, at The Real Word Ministries, Inc. on Instagram. YouTube.com backslash the real word TV on YouTube the real world TV one word on YouTube and also check us out on everywhere podcast is at at the real world podcast so let's close this out with a prayer, Heavenly Father, we thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for your continued blessings, your continued uh, mercy and grace that you put on us, and all the things that you've helped us with. We ask that you continue to bless this platform, continue to bless our ministry, continue to bless all things that we are doing, and even the guests that comes on our shows and their contribution that they provide. We ask that you help us to continue this mission and to be successful in it so that we continue to glorify your name. We ask you for this in the name of your son, Yahshua, As we pray to the Holy Father. Amen. So my boy number showed up, and we just did the final prayer, so that could only mean one thing. God bless and good night, people. We see you again next week, God willing.
0: It's the-